Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Russ Branzell, President and CEO of Chime. In this segment, Branzell discusses Chime's new organization for CSOs, why now, more than ever, it's critical for CIOs to collaborate, and what's in store for the upcoming Fall Forum. Those who, who seem to have some success with it um, tend to have some kind of system set up where uh, the clinicians have enough input so that they don't feel like the change is, is being forced on them, but sometimes that, that, that's a tough model to replicate. Where I see people to be very successful is, in particular CIOs being very successful, is when they have a partnership and facilitation mindset. And that is, if they're working on revenue cycle, the owner of this initiative and the outcomes and the process change better be somebody within finance. If we're going to work on um, physician workflow, we better have physicians driving this change and culture transformation that needs to occur. And those that really understand the relational issues and understand that they're just part of a process of the rest changing uh, seem to be very successful. When you hear the old term as it was just an IT project, it usually equates to it failed. Mm-hmm. Right. Kind of that, that, that scapegoat uh, mentality. Exactly. One of the uh, new things from Chime that we've seen recently is the new organization for CSOs. And obviously, the, this is... This is a position that that's starting to uh, you know get a little bit more attention or kind of a, a rising position. So I wanted to talk about that the uh, that organization and kind of uh, you know what you hope to accomplish with that. Yeah, we had a very successful early launch on this. Actually, far outseeded our goals or even thoughts of what it would occur. We. As we launched this, we kind of put the same parameters as, as the original days of Chime, where if we thought we could get to about 100 members by the end of the year, uh, we're just around two months into this new organization, and we are now over 200 new members in this organization and growing every single day and week. And I think that's just a testament to the need that we heard from not only our current members, which were CIOs, and their concerns about security, because the vast majority of them have security reporting to them, but also those CIOs who also, because of the size of their organization or the complexity of their organization, they also were the CSOs, and that there was literally no skills, or not skills, no service out them for them to collaborate professionally at the executive level, to receive the training they needed to, and then most importantly, be the advocates for them in the industry. And so we've been very successful uh, with the leadership of our internal team with George McCulloch, and then externally with some great partners, both vendor and CSOs, that have come on very quickly to try to drive this uh, to be uh, what the members need first and foremost, which is what an association is, but also what the industry needs. And I think we're seeing some very early success with this and would be surprised if we're, we're not at 250 or 300 members by the end of the year. Yeah, it seems like something where there really was uh, a need that wasn't being met, especially as you know, security is just really uh, under the under the spotlight these days. Yeah, just this weekend, the headline, the number one headline on the USA Today weekend edition was hacks across the nation. And we're seeing this now as an area that is concerning boards within organizations greatly. 
uh, which means in turn CIOs are getting even more concerned about this. Uh, one of the statistics we heard just this week at our regional lead events, which we've done two of those now for security, uh, we have another one coming up in December, is that though this is a huge priority, really from an organizational perspective, probably only half the organizations in the country that should have one have a full-time chief security officer. So we're trying to help educate. Many are trying to hire. Where are they coming from? They don't exist. They come from other industries, so they don't understand healthcare as well as they should. So we think there's a big role that we have as an association to try to help all along in this journey and educate the, the industry on what we need to do to provide appropriate security for everybody. Right, and I can see that that's something that, that benefits you know the CIOs too because it's the old adage you hear, what keeps you up at night? It, security is always way up there, and you know, just, just avoiding those that that nightmare of the headlines and you know everything that happens with with the when a breach hits an organization. Well, just like the the maturity process that occurred for CIOs, you know, 20 years ago the t the term CIO was kind of scattered. Now it's it's fairly ubiquitous. Everybody knows what a healthcare CIO is for the most part. The same is true, though, now for this next level of executive leadership under the CIO, which in many cases weren't at the executive level. Many are now chief technology officers, chief security officers, chief application officers, which is why we launched those three new organizations or announced those last year. We've already done chief security officers right on our timeline, and we're probably within weeks of announcing and formalizing the beginning, just like we did with CSOs, the CTOs, and CAOs. And then you just quickly mentioned uh, you know, the, the lead events. And is that something where those are focusing on different topics? Or it seems like they, they've been, um, at least a couple of them have focused on security. But what is, uh, what's the vision with those going forward? So the, the three for this year were all regional events on cybersecurity and security uh, framework and, and policy. Next year, as we look into this, we'll diversify that, and we're trying to decide right now through our final process of our not only our budgeting but strategic planning process here how many we'll do next year. Uh, it'll probably be somewhere in the neighborhood of six to nine with multiple different events, and a lot of it will have to do with the new associations that we're launching. But obviously, we'll want to have some targeted towards the audience of CIOs and then as well these other membership groups with CSOs, CTOs, and CAOs. Right, and, and I'm sure that there's no shortage of uh, topics that you could cover with those. Uh, and what we want to do is we make sure we're meeting our members' needs. And so we try to do some surveying. We, we try to get input from, from all the different constituents and find out what's most important. It was very obvious that cybersecurity was one this year that truly has the ears of so many, which is why we have uh, folks at our fall forum that will be speaking on this as well as the need to do regional events. So those that can't get to our larger events have actually had an opportunity for some education. Right. Okay. So that's, uh, that's a nice little segue into the fall forum. Um, if you could just talk a little bit about what, what CIOs can expect and, you know, uh, with, the, with this conference in, coming up in San Antonio. Yeah, we're really, really excited about this event that we have coming up, our annual event in San Antonio uh, at a wonderful location uh, that allows us the size and the scale we need to bring so many people together. And as always, I think our for foremost need is to make sure we're doing networking and education for our members, to bring them together, to share with each other, uh, and to provide them some annual training they need to be successful moving forward. 
Some different spins this year, though, that we're doing is one is best practice sharing. In collaboration with our foundation vendor firms, right now we have about 35 organizations, CIOs, with a vendor partner that will be presenting best practice uh, via white papers across a pretty broad spectrum of different types of initiatives. One of our goals is to, as much as possible, enable best practice sharing. So if somebody has a problem with X, whatever X is, and they happen to see a table um, with one of these white papers, they know who to contact, both vendor and or CIO, and a peer immediately be able to connect with and work on this. So if one of theirs is working in cloud-based solutions and they see a CIO who's very much done this successfully, they now have the ability to share and get that information in a quick way to replicate this out. And that's one of the things we want to try as much as possible. Mm -hmm. to get that out as quickly as we can. We will be making some announcements, a little bit of a tease, is you know as we announced new initiatives last year, uh, we have new initiatives that we'll be launching in 2015, uh, and we will be announcing some of those uh, from the stage over a couple times during the, the event. So there'll be some new stuff rolling out uh, as we created this theme and this energy that we're trying to create about creating revolution in the industry, not just evolution. Uh, we're going to be continuing on that theme with some stuff that's uh, pretty changing in the industry to try to help everybody move at a faster pace but at an easier pace as well. Right. So do you find that, um, although the, I'm sure that uh, a good amount of attendees kind of want a little bit of everything, that there are people who go with with a specific goal, like this is something I really want to learn about, like you said, maybe cloud cloud-based solutions or something like that? Right. Our track sessions very much are focused on different topics. And so we have very specific, led by CIOs or others that, that are trying to share the ways that we've done this. That's one of the reasons we've extended this also to a white paper sharing so people can just pick up information and look. And I think everyone's looking for, for an extra silver bullet out there. Um, as they move through this process, they, they want to look for as many ways to ease the burden on their own organizations. And, and we think this event will be a great way to do that. Right. Yeah, and, and one thing that, that I found pretty interesting is that it seems that e even if there isn't a, a formal subgroup, that there are kind of uh, organizations that have something in common that, that tend to, uh, that can use an opportunity like Chime to, to share best practices, whether it's, you know, children's hospitals or, uh, you know, critical access, and that, that's an uh, interesting dynamic. Yeah, so if somebody's struggling with whatever their topic is, everybody struggles with something. Um, and are having challenges with something. And so that's one of the reasons to come together and to share as much as possible. And if somebody can just walk out with, as I jokingly referred to it the other day, if you can just walk out with $1 million idea, what have you saved your organization in time and complexity and being able to steal that blatantly from someone else and put it into your organization in a much easier way. That's uh, one of the things that, that my previous organization did very, very well uh, as it's on its journey to the Baldrige Award, which was to find the best practice out there, not necessarily have to create it, but to get it from someone else and then tailor it just a little bit for our organization and rapidly deploy these best practices uh, without having to create everything at home. Right, right. There's, uh, there's not always a need to, to reinvent the wheel. There's a lot of great ideas out there. Exactly. Um, okay, and then for, for those of us in the New York area, are, are they going to be okay with us in Texas? There's good enough hospitality. Well, we, we will treat you wonderfully in Texas. As long as you have your passport up to date and your immunizations, you are coming to a different country. So as a person who was actually raised about eight miles from where we're holding this event, purely a coincidence, by the way, but, um, okay. you know, Texas is its own other country, and so 
but it, it'll be a wonderful event, um, and I think everyone will truly enjoy their time there, but also get a lot out of it. All right, great. Um, so I know we've uh, we've covered a lot. I don't know if there was anything else you wanted to add, but it sounds like you know that that Chime is doing a lot, and um, you know we'll, we'll continue to uh, be picking up steam in the next uh, couple years or well next couple months I should say well I, I think this is a downhill effort and that is once you start getting the momentum it just continues to pick up steam and get, continues to pick up uh, the correct track and so I think we're very fortunate that we have a membership that's truly engaged but we also have an industry that needs the right leaders in the right places more than ever and, and we're very fortunate to have that and that includes everybody um, including the press, including you all and the work you're doing and getting the messages out there for folks. Uh, but I think the more we come together as a, as a collective, and that's all the different associations and, oh, yes, the folks in D.C. and our vendor partners, uh, we have the opportunity to make a real difference at a time that's truly needed. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, as always, for your time, and I look forward to seeing you and uh, catching up in San Antonio. Absolutely. Thank you so much for all you do. Okay, thank you, Russ. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.